1: Before we begin, I'd love to highlight our sponsor, Jane, the team at Jane understands that under that choosing a practice management software can feel like a daunting task and finding the right fit for your medical aesthetics clinic really matters. That's why they've created helpful and thorough onboarding resources you can rely on. And this is critical guys. This is what I recommend for a smooth and stress free onboarding process. First, sign up for a one on one demo call with a member of their team. This can give you a better sense of how Jane can work for your clinic and they'll even personalize it for you so that you can see the workflows that you're actually interested in. Now, if you think Jane would be a good fit for your clinic, make sure you use our link to sign up nurse CEO for use that. um, That's our code. You want to use that for a one month grace period while you settle in. Okay. Really important. Or or if you want to learn on your own, you can access the Jane guide for self-serve tutorials and videos but what you want to do right now is head to jane.app slash start to begin your jane journey now let's get back to the show hi this is katie harris and this is an episode of the nurse spinners podcast today we have melissa schreibfeder one with us from the functional nurse academy melissa thanks so much for being here with us today thank you for having me katie Awesome. So uh, give us a little background about you as a nurse uh, so we can get to know you a little bit better.
0: Yeah. So I have been a nurse for over a decade now. Um, went into nursing just like all of us did because I wanted to help people. But then I quickly realized that uh, healthcare care was more like the sick care model. Um, yes. I did a variety of nursing roles. Um, I did some healthcare administration, case management. When I, um, I actually, I I joke around with people, I tell other nurses that I uh, left the dark side of medicine once I got very ill with an autoimmune condition and was just continually dismissed by my medical providers. The answer to everything was here, take a pill. (laughs) There's nothing that you can do about it. You're just going to be sick. Um, I basically ended up um having just tremendous healing using holistic modalities and taking um my own health into my own hands and that really fueled my passion for functional medicine because um you know we just have so much of the U.S. population, over 50% of adults are struggling with chronic illness, but then we lack that curiosity in the conventional medical model to actually figure out why are people sick. So um, from this experience I went through, I ended up launching my own functional medicine practice as a registered nurse, helping people get well using food as medicine and lifestyle. And then I also have Experience. Um, I used to be a um, nursing uh, educator at the university level. So I, I had the nursing education and I was like, you know, I hear from nurses all the time. I want to help nurses get out of this system. So then I launched the uh, Functional Nurse Academy where I help train nurses not only in, you know, concepts of functional medicine, but how do you actually um, turn this into a um, business model that can help you be successful? successful and help you to earn even more revenue than you could earn at your, you know, everyday, uh, you know, regular nursing position. Right.
1: All right. Um, well, let's take this a step back for one second and, uh, talk about what, uh, what is, what is functional? What does that even mean? Like, what, what do you mean when you say functional medicine?
0: Yeah. So functional medicine is, um, a root cause approach to medicine. So, uh, say for an example, um, For me, I had an autoimmune condition. And instead of just saying, oh, well, you know, we're just gonna not do anything. We're gonna wait and see and just put you on meds. (laughs) That's conventional approach. Functional medicine is like, why did this happen? Because you weren't born this way. So in functional medicine, we're more up to date with the current research. And we understand that on average, there's about a 17-year lag from when we discover a a concept in the medical literature from, you know, when it is even implemented into the standard of care. So what we do is through diagnostic testing and assessment, um, we look for root causes and triggering factors and then work with the Um, client with, you know, nutrition, lifestyle, things that we can modify to help to reverse this process. But um, for an example, with autoimmune conditions, we know good and well that one of the precursors to develop this is what we call intestinal permeability slash leaky gut. So we want to assess the gut health. We also know that um, toxicity can be a factor. Um, poor diet stress and also things like stealth infection. So just using this like up-to-date knowledge that we have to, to basically um, you know, it's, it's kind of like being a mix between a case manager and like a, like a health investigator, you know, figuring out what's really causing it and then let's fix it.
1: Um, so you know a lot of that stuff like leaky gut or adrenal stress, uh, you know it really kind of gets poo-pooed by the medical establishment. Uh, I mean they'll go so far as to tell you it doesn't even exist. So I mean well, how do you like deal with that, that kind of like dismissal from you know conventional medicine?
0: Yeah. So so speaking with facts. <laughs> so um for for an example, um one thing that I, I hear I hear frequently um I live in Tennessee which is one of the moldiest states and we know good and well that people can become very ill from things like mold illness it can cause autoimmune neurological disorders um Providers that are, I call them the run of the mill physicians, <laughs> that you can't teach them anything because they already know everything, right? Um, they'll tell these patients, no, that's not a thing. You know, it's just in your head. But we know in the published literature, um, there's a case study. Um, um, that is uh, very, uh, very relevant to this, that there was a child with diagnosed autism disorder that was in 100% remission from this condition um, from actually being detoxed and treated from the mold exposure. We've also had several instances of people who, um, like young women in their 30s or 40s, diagnosed with conditions like dementia, and turns out they were just living in a toxic, moldy environment. So I always like to educate my clients, um about what we see in the medical literature. I let them know about the seventeen year lag. And then also, when I first meet with them, one of my initial questions is, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My little dog. Matthew's
1: okay.
0: <laughs> okay. We're, we love interruptions. We're <laughs> so, so anyway, um, when, um, so, 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 providing the education and then I ask them, I'm like, who, you know, who's your primary care provider? Do you like your primary care provider? Most people tell me that no, they don't like their primary care provider. So I teach my nurses that, um, it's really important that when we're working with our client that their healthcare team is supportive. Um if we're working with them on all of these different okay. interventions um but um they go to their doctor and their doctor is like that's stupid that's not going to make a <laughs> yeah. difference then
1: that's they're going to get
0: dis- it's going to get discouraged. So what what um, what I've done and I always tell people there are so many medical providers that are working in the system. They're in network with insurance, and they are not okay with what's going on, just like we're not okay with it. So it's about networking with these providers. Um, I, I honestly, um, I've kind of grown a referral network. A lot of the primary care providers that I refer my clients to are also nurses, find that nurse practitioners are much more like holistic and open-minded. So um, it's just finding like a good, like building a good healthcare team.
1: Um. So now you're an RN, you're not a nurse practitioner, is that correct? Correct. All right, so how is this not like diagnosing and treating? How is this different?
0: So we basically make recommendations, and then we work in collaboration with their healthcare team. Now, um, something else a lot of nurses don't realize they have the capacity to do, um, if you are an RN level, you actually can order diagnostic testing. However, you can't just order it under your name. I can't order it under my NPI. I can't run it through insurance because I can't provide the diagnosis codes. So I teach nurses that You can actually, um, you know, our RNs qualify us to set up functional medicine laboratory accounts where you have access to order under that lab's um, medical doctor's MPI. So like when I order lab testing, it has a physician's name on it and it's a collaborating, it's a collaborative relationship. And then um, again, when I do lab results, I have to, um, again, back to the education. So much of this is under our scope of education. So I have to tell them, this is not an interpretation. I cannot diagnose you based on these labs, but this is to teach you about your body, about what we can do to help you and potential root causes. And again, um, you know, I have hypothyroidism. I know the thyroid markers like the back of my hand. If I see hypothyroidism on the labs, I can't tell them they have hypothyroidism. I can say I suspect that you have hypothyroidism. I'm going to write a letter to your primary care provider with your lab results and my recommendation for treatment.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, that's I mean, it does sound like kind of a inspector gadget kind of stuff and (laughs) investigating and figuring out what's going on. Um, so, uh, now you have your own functional medicine practice. Is that correct?
0: Yes, yes, it's called integrative nurse coaching, and I am um, based out of um, the Nashville, Tennessee area, but I also see um, clients um, nationwide. Okay, and that's not a problem to see people across state lines. So I'm in the, I'm in the compact state. Okay. So, um, the majority of my, uh, the majority of my clientele is in the Middle Tennessee area because I've got a pretty strong referral basis here. Um, however, I do see um clients um out of state lines that are also in the compact state, and then the MD that I order labs under he is licensed in all fifty states. Okay. All right. Um, so, okay. So you see these patients um, now,
1: how many patients do you typically take on? Do you have like a panel of 500 patients or how does
0: that work? Oh, Oh God. No, definitely not. So um, when I went through, I remember when I went through functional medicine myself as a patient, Um. I felt like even in functional medicine, I wasn't served that well because I felt like they were still just seeing too many patients and I would go in to see them And they wouldn't even remember why I was there. And then there wasn't enough like support involved in between sessions. So um, I offer um, basically concierge, all-inclusive, functional medicine health packages. And the way it looks, and and I also teach nurses, like this is just such a great way to provide this higher level of care. Um, I um, can easily generate a six-figure income um, by signing about 10 full-time clients into my four-month concierge program um, every three to four months. So usually I have about 10 full-time clients at a time. Um, And then during that four-month, it's kind of like an intensive where I'm seeing them about every six weeks. We're doing their labs. I'm doing their coaching. I'm collaborating with their health care team. When they finish that package with me, then I also have kind of a bridge program for them where they can see me on an as needed basis. Or um, I have like a monthly maintenance program where they can see me for a follow-up each month. And they that includes, you know, portal messaging access. Um, but um I, I will say with this With this model, um, nurses are able to generate um, over six figures with working I would say like an average of 20 hours a week, and you can primarily work from your home. Okay, and how did you know that you could start this business. Well, i had a very, just after all of the things that I went through, I was so discouraged with conventional medicine and functional medicine. It was like a, it was like a God thing, you know, that I just felt so inclined to do this because I felt like people are sick and they're suffering and I could develop a practice to fill in the deficits of both conventional and functional medicine. And I also like to um, kind of compare it to, um, it's kind of similar to what nurses do in the hospital. Like you get that admission, you spend all the time with the patient, you know exactly what they need. You call the doctor, and you're like, "Hey, this is what I think we need to do." I, I've kind of taken a part of that model into the outpatient setting um, in a direct pay model because, again, you know, when patients are using their insurance, insurance is really going to tie. It's insurance basically put puts handcuffs on you, on what you are allowed to do, how much time you can spend, what labs you can order. So um, when we move this into the direct pay model, we're able to actually order the labs that they need, like a full thyroid panel, a vitamin D, inflammatory markers, micronutrients, so we can actually figure out what's going on. Okay. Um, and how did you get
1: like your first clients? How did you get people to come to you?
0: So I started my practice. It was like one month before COVID hit. (laughs) I launched it. Yeah, I launched it. And at the time I had a two-year-old. So I was like, okay. Um, everything is shut down. I have my two year old with me all the time, so um, I had to kind of do because of the situation. It was it was baby steps, but um, I um, got my first clients through social media, which I still highly recommend. Social media. I mean, there are, there's no shortage of these Facebook groups with people that are struggling with like hormonal imbalance, chronic fatigue, IBS, all these conditions that we can resolve through functional medicine. So going in these Facebook groups and making connections with people, also um, doing a video of yourself, doing uh, doing some educational, uh, uh, doing an educational series on a topic you're passionate about, the blog. Sharing that all over social media—that's really going to get the um, word out about your services. And um, so I had to primarily do that through social media. But now that things are pretty much back, um, I do recommend networking with um, other holistic um, healthcare providers in your area. You know, your local chiropractors, acupuncturists, IV infusion clinics—making those like real connections with other practitioners because. At the end of the day, you know, we're not really in competition with each other because there's so many sick and suffering people that need these types of services. So making the referral connections is huge. And then um, once nurses are able to, you know, get their, you know... (laughs) First few clients and start getting to work on these cases. Once you get results with these patients, if you clear somebody's IBS, um, you help somebody with their um, weight loss resistance, they will not be able to stop talking about you like I have worked (laughs) with women and um you know they'll blast your name all over social media they'll you know next thing you know they're sending their husbands and their neighbors (laughs) their friends and uh yeah I've gotten to the point now just from referral basis I don't have to do any marketing for my practice oh wow okay um so you
1: you started your functional medicine right before the pandemic. Uh, and even though the timing was bad, uh, you still got clients. You probably got like a lot of clients because of COVID <laughs> too, you know, that might, ironically would have been a nice boost, um, you know, to get somebody because you did online consultations, I'm assuming, right?
0: Yes. So I started out and um, when I first started out, I was really like just working in the corner of my bedroom, you know, doing like all virtual. Um, and now I'm to the point where I, um, I, I do recommend... Um, when we're doing these concierge packages to get to uh, keep your overhead as low as possible. So I am primarily virtual. Um, I offer, you know, one day a week in person visits. But I find that most people want to meet me for the first visit and then they want to go to virtual. But that's a really great way to keep your overhead low and your operating costs low.
1: OK, Um yeah, no, I, I love this. So okay, so then uh then you decided to uh share this with a course. So tell me more about how you decided to start the course and, and what it is.
0: Yes, yeah. So I'm I'm so excited about this. So with all of the many things that were going on with COVID, I was hearing um, uh, hearing from more and more nurses who were unhappy. And and you know, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> if you're following Katie, like you, you know, it tends to be the nurses that are unhappy and want to get out of this system. But it's just, it, it just nurses are not happy. It's a toxic environment. So I was hearing, um, for from more nurses that like. learning about my practice and they were wanting to learn like hey how do I do what you do I want to do functional medicine um so what I what I did is I basically put together um you know my skills my knowledge my resources um I also put together all of my tools all the things that I use to be successful like my business model my um plant intake forms, educational materials. i bundled all of that up into a program for nurses um, that um, is a fully accredited program um, that also includes the business side. Because one of the things I was hearing from is um, nurses were so unhappy. There's so many programs out there, but you may go to a great program where you get like this really, really great curriculum, but then there's just not like enough instruction On what to do with that curriculum. (laughs) So um, I like to teach like here's how you practice functional medicine. Here's how you do it without within your scope Um, and here's the business side of it. Here's how you can set up your own concierge practice and start generating revenue.
1: Yeah I mean it's kind of like the the nurse practitioner model or the medical um, model where you learn the expertise of the content But starting a business is a completely different field, right? Like there's all these other things that you have to do. Like you were talking about social media and educational groups. And there's still stuff that we would normally do, but in a different context. And I think, you know, it has to be addressed uh, because people get overwhelmed very quickly. Um, So having like some structure to that um, and, you know, getting the expertise and being able to turn it into a business at the same time is like is probably how they should be teaching nurse practitioners and, and medical doctors in the first place because that's what they need to be doing is is um you know have putting their expertise into a business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too, I mean, um I I can't tell you how many times I felt like I've wasted money going, you know, and if that's going to like a functional provider myself or taking classes, it didn't really help me. So when I developed this program, I was like, okay, my objective is for this program to pay for itself, Um, which technically like if you took the program. And then you signed even one full-time client that would pay for the entirety of the course, plus them. So, um, but, but yeah, like, um, and, and another thing, you know, the silver lining of what we've gone through with COVID is that so many people are waking up to how broken our healthcare model really is. And, you know, there's people that, Um, weren't really the type to seek out holistic medicine that are now seeking out holistic medicine and people are finding the value in these um, direct pay models. Because when we're doing these direct pay models and, and we're not, you know, under the thumb of the insurance companies, we can do so much more to get people well.
1: Right, yeah, and like you said, the uh, traditional medical model is basically pills and procedures, right? Because a pill is easy and a procedure pays. <laughs> so those are the two things that, um, you know, that drive the 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 entire medical industry. And it's from a patient perspective, it's really frustrating because if you come in and your arm's not like broken, they don't know what to do with you. Like if they can't label you and they can't give you a pill and they can't do a procedure, then you're crazy, <laughs> right? Uh, there's something wrong with you and they don't know what it is and it's it's kind of ironic um because I don't think the medical community actually believes in stress and the manifestations of stress on the body um and you know I think we've we're seeing it more and more and more and uh you know I feel like a lot of these chronic diseases don't have to exist
0: (laughs) yeah well well and and again you know um It's just, there's so much done in the medical community that doesn't make any sense for health, but it makes sense for generating a lot of, you know, lifetime revenue. And and in functional medicine, it's like, um, I always like to help my clients understand that um, when you go down that conventional medical route, um, you know, a lot of times the standard of care and things like that are, it's influenced by big industry that is benefiting financially from you being ill, but then with functional medicine, you may pay out of pocket up front. but when you look at the long-term, like the big picture, if you're able to reverse complicated disease processes through functional medicine and reduce or eliminate your dependency on pharmaceutical drugs, if you're able to um, prevent going on early disability or prevent like early death, I mean, it's worth its weight in gold.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's so the, the uh, pills and procedures aren't cheap either. You know, it's like, I mean, that stuff. I know my dad gets pills and they're like 200, 300 bucks a month for, you know, one refill. It, it's, you know, and especially if you're on a fixed income, that's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, what is uh, the big vision for your clinic and then for your course, your program? Like, where are you going to focus the the majority of your attention?
0: Yes. Yes. Good good question. So I actually I'm so excited about uh, Functional Nurse Academy. So I um, am planning to really start to scale this program. Um, um, so far, I've um, I've, I've trained, um, I've, let's see, I've been open since like last October. I've probably trained over 100 nurses. I've been getting really good feedback. I have nurses that are setting up their own practices. So um, I really want to work on the development of Functional Nurse Academy. And then with my private practice, um, because I plan to, um, scale Functional Nurse Academy, I probably will start seeing, you know, less one-on-one clients, Um, but I also um, am, um, I also have a, you know, directory for, you know, Functional Nurse Academy, and I want to work to build this um, referral relationship, say that if somebody is looking for a functional nurse, that they have a resource to go to and be able to get referrals, and then um, with the Functional Nurse Academy, um, I have it set up now to, to where um, you can do a self-paced version, where you can enroll anytime. Um, I'm going to be bringing back the um, live cohorts come the spring, and then I also have um, a continuous mentorship program. Because again, you know, with functional medicine and just medicine in general, we are always learning. <laughs> there's always like new concepts, or there's new, um, you know, we're learning all these new ways that we can help people. So um, when um, nurses enroll in the program, they're eligible to join in on my monthly mentorship program where I meet with like the, you know, enrollees of the program and the graduates for an hour each month. And we actually go over like real life case studies and Q and A and discussion. So it's a great way to like build the community of functional nurses and network together. Cause really, um you know, there, there's so many people that we can help and I, I have nurses that have a variety of different specialties. I have nurses that are working like primarily with you know, um, prenatal, postnatal, fertility. I have nurses that are working with autoimmune. I have nurses that are doing general. So there's just um, getting this training out there for nurses. Um, we're gonna be able to help nurses get out of the system, have some type of like purposeful work and joy again. And then we're gonna be able to get this patient population healthy. I love it. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, if um, people want to learn more and find your course and connect with you, where should they go?
0: So you can go to functional And then um, if you are interested in and you have any questions, there's a button on there where you can click to um, schedule a call for me. Um, I love talking to others um but yeah and you can also follow me on social media um on instagram i am under functional nurse academy and under facebook i'm under my practice name which is integrative nurse coaching awesome well thank you so much for sharing this with us thank you for having me
1: This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.